All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 65,000. Bag Milk here. Liam, Tyler, Rick, Dan. Gang's all here. Plenty to talk about. As we do every week, we start off with a delicious debate for our friends at DoorDash and Oodle Noodle. New location uh, opening in Calgary today. Jay is down there. I saw him having some snacks. I'm very jealous. I'm hungry right now. Speaking of which, Liam, why do you eat a muffin with a fork? Well, <laughs> it was very difficult to eat with my hands. Why? Because it was a little, it was a little harder on the outside, but soft on the inside, like most of us. Are your hands here, dainty? My hands are maybe a little bit. Well, they're just they're regular they're hands. They're farmer hands, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a chicken farmer. There's a difference. <laughs> or is there a difference? <laughs> we don't go to the horses anymore. We the, can't do it. But. The way you ate that muffin... And like the way you were grabbing the plate while you were eating your muffin today well, was like how a person would eat a watermelon. Dude, it was it's two like hands on the plate and just brought the whole thing to his mouth and just tacked the muffins like straight at the roof of it. Well, it was tough to get out of the packet too without making a mess. And that's what I was trying to avoid the most because someone made a comment in the office. Nobody's going to like to clean that up off the floor. And I said, don't worry about it. It's all on my lap. So, <laughs> and then where did it go? Well, I mean, and then it quickly went on the floor. I, I believe I've seen it. some, uh, I believe I saw a photo there is that found some crumbs on the table too. I always leave a mock wherever I travel. Zorro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, delicious debate. Uh, Jack Campbell wasn't good again last night. Should the Oilers consider putting him on waivers so he can go to Bakersfield and get his game sorted out. I'll, uh, what's his name? In Cal LA? Peterson. It's an interesting thought, but like who are you bringing up right now is, is what's his name? Calvin Pickard, not hurt. He's hurt. So it'd be Olivier Rodrigue who Liam, correct me if I'm wrong, is playing pretty good right now. He's playing pretty good. I think it's like a nine <laughs> safe playing pretty good in the AHL against AHL competition. So was Stuart Skinner last year until he came up and then he was playing pretty good against NHL competition. That's fair. Stopping pucks is stopping pucks. I maybe Olivier Rodrigue's whole career 
turned around once they took that picture with us, Tyler. In LA, yeah. Yeah. And then didn't we like see his grandpa? Yeah. He was wearing his jersey. Very yeah. happy about the whole situation. By the way, I am just got a text message. I've got a special surprise guest arriving oh, yes. in about oh, 15 yes. minutes. Oh, right. today's the Chris the intern day? Chris the intern yeah. day. Please You'll be coming up in about 15 minutes. So We don't have a mic for him. Look forward or to a chair. blast from the past. Well, the chair we can sort. The we mic is going to be a in. little bit more difficult. We don't have a second splitter. We are maxed with the roadcasters maxed out. Mm. We almost He's, didn't get you on the show. To yeah, be that's fair, true. if this was done properly... He would just sit right next to bag milk, if not on his lap, mm-hmm. and they shared the same the same. Uh, that's how it always used to be. That's like when he was yeah. doing old episodes of Oilers Nation Radio. That's exactly how we would record. Yeah, it'd be like a duo. You yeah. know, you got two guys sitting on the same mic. I'm looking sure. forward to having him. Like Kenny and Dolly. Same we're mic. gonna we're gonna find out some updates about the wonderful world of tires. Oh, oh that'd be big. We're gonna admire his new man beard. This podcast is going to get off the rails, I think. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's stick with the conversation at hand here. Is it a good idea for the Oilers to put Jack Campbell on waivers? Listen, I know you brought this up before we started recording. He's not going to get claimed, Rick. No one, who in the league can afford a $5 million goalie? $5 million cap it for any player right now. Very few. Are you willing to take that risk? 100%. Let me go through the teams right now who have $5 plus million in cap space. Arizona, not touching them. Buffalo, okay, Buffalo actually might take them. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo would be the one spot I'd look at and be like, yeah, Buffalo, okay, of course they would. Cause but, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they blame us for both those guys. Oh, yeah, they, took Reinhard over, they took Reinhardt over Leon and then they were all in on Connor and they fucking lost it. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed they'd come after us. But okay. Are you devastated if they did? There you what go. You, That's yeah, what I was just saying. What is your next move then? Yeah, if you, if well, you lose, if, you, if you're going to try and tell what? me that Ollie, but and then, I like Ollie, but if you're going to try and tell me Ollie is the same as Jack Campbell right now, uh, you'd be just as confident. You're how injured is Mike Smith? Oh come no. on! No. Hey, no. listen, I, I thought it's, about that yesterday. I would, I would sooner go to Mike Smith than bring up Rodriguez right now. If Cal Peterson. If, He's if, healthy. If Cal Peterson didn't get grabbed on waivers, which I haven't checked, so you're, you're equating them as the same. No, I'm not. I'm not. But up. even if he didn't, and then you put Campbell on waivers and he got picked up, Peterson has to come on waivers to come back up again, does he not? No, he doesn't. No. Oh, that's a long time ago. Really. Um, got it. But so again, <laughs> the only tried. I tried. Came up at half. Price. The only right. five teams that could afford Jack Campbell are the Sens. Wouldn't touch him. Hawks wouldn't touch him. Ducks, okay, maybe the Sabres and the Yotes. It's before them right now as we speak with dollar amount, but it's very easy for a lot of teams to ship some money out and bring in a goal. I don't think it is. But then all of a sudden we have five million dollars in cap space to do whatever. To sign we want. who? There's no one to no, sign. sign. We're in the middle you of the trade, season. You could trade for another goalie. If we you don't wanted, have a lot of assets. But, and if we're spending assets, we need to spend assets on defense and middle six or bottom six forwards. Okay, but at that but point, just, let's, you have Stuart Skinner as a starter then. Let's let's. And how just, is that a good thing? Because like I'm not I'm not against that. I'm, I, that's a yeah. gamble I'm almost willing to go with. However, you've got Connor, you've got Leon, and they're how many years left each? Like two and three or three and four. Like you need to win right now. And I understand that Jack's not really getting anything really done. This was his first, I think, bad game. He's had a couple of bad moments here and there, but I think this is. He a gave bad up game. seven goals to the Hurricanes. I was going to say you're very generous. <laughs> Well, I, I have to go back and watch it, but I, this is the first where I feel like I'm coming out of this game going, fuck, that was bad. It's like that, that third goal. You can't go down that fast and a backhand above him. That fifth goal went through the leg. Like that was bad last night. I think he's been bad in a bunch this year. I, 
I don't think he would get claimed, but I still wouldn't do it yet. Cal Peterson got put on waivers because he was shit for over a year. Like that dude couldn't get his save percentage over 900 if his life depended on it. And granted, it'll take a while for Campbell to get there, but I still believe that he'll play through and sort out some of this stuff. I wouldn't go the Bakersfield route unless no December is also bad. I wouldn't consider it till 2023. Yeah, we're talking about a guy that's played 12 games here. Yeah. And, and a 13. guy that you signed, but sorry, 13, down. yeah. Um, and now he's, you're, and, you're, and you're also talking about a guy you just signed in the offseason. Optically for an organization, it's not a great look if you're bringing in a free agent yes. and said free agent is struggling mm-hmm. and you're sending him down to the minors Didn't immediately. Didn't say to send him down? I, it, no, but see, that's the thing is I can have a discussion and I can go through the thought process, but also recognize that it's not happening. It's just not happening right now. And I think people need to really just pump the brakes on some of the goaltending issues because you're yeah. right, Rick. I don't think that this has been can. Campbell's like, this isn't, this isn't like a stretch of like five games of Campbell where we've been like, Jesus pulling our hair out with this guy. He's been okay. It's just last night wasn't. So I think you go back to Skinner and then you get Campbell back into the mix again later. But I just don't think that this is a sensible thing. But that being said, if Campbell came off of our books tomorrow and we had to make some pivots at goaltending, I don't think I'd be terribly upset either. I just you can always go backwards and goal right now. Yeah, I'd be a little worried about that move. I, I do like the idea of I I can entertain the idea of Campbell going down to Bakersfield. I really can work on his game. I can entertain it. I see in a, in a vacuum. Yeah. I think is the way we can kind of put it. Yep. Does this happen anymore though? Or are we just expecting Campbell to do something that players don't do anymore? Especially veterans in his yep. right. We we said this last year with Mike Smith. Yep. I can't think of another veteran of Mike Smith's um, tenure or even Jack Campbell's where they toss him down for, you know, to find his game, quote unquote. I don't think that happens anymore. It really and doesn't. You, rare. you know what? Another thing that's not going to happen. Jack Campbell oh, is not getting bought out. Oh, so if your idea is to buy out Jack Campbell after 13 starts, you're just not paying attention to how the league works. Just for the sake of this. Can I tell you what the buyout would be? Yeah. And can I, I'm going to immediately tell you why you're wrong. Okay. I, well, I agree. Buying him out's dumb and it's a good way to ensure that you never sign another free agent yes. again. And I also think Jack Campbell's going to bounce back at some point. So it's, it's dumb. But for those sitting at home or driving in their cars, wondering if you bought him out this summer, he would then be on your books for eight seasons. Yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> and it would be, the cap hits would be 1. 1.5, 1.1, 2.3, 2.6, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5, 1.5. Sorry. 2.3, 2.6. Those happens in years three and four. Who needs to sign in those summers? Yeah, might be someone important. Might be someone Chris important. Russell. And you might need, I could wish. be Chris Russell. <laughs> um, you might need every single available dollar to get the job done. Are we really yep. going to look at eight years of dead cap space ranging from 1.1 at best to 2.6 at worst? Are we no. not one year away from being free of dead cap space as well? Like I Lucci just, real close. Lucci real just close. comes off the books. Yeah. Neil, might, Neil might have another year. Oh, yeah, I think Neil might have another year. Oh, another year? Another two. Oh. So there we go. We're not going to start stacking up this cap space. This year and two. This year and two. But look at but look 1. at 1.9. But have you seen the discourse coming out of Calgary for Milan? It has been that doesn't change nauseating. Nauseating for that. Is he bad? Oh yeah, he's he doesn't have a goal bad. yet this year, I don't think. I thought he's, they were talking about extending him. No. They should that happened. Not anymore. That was on Twitter one night. Right yeah, after the Oilers be. beat them yeah. in Calgary. Um not in the playoffs. Just wanted to remind everyone we did that too. But also <laughs> earlier this season. Yeah. Well, they're also done with Daryl. People Sutter were talking too. about it as like a multi year deal. 
Yep. Also uh, from our friend Nick Alberga, uh, Sean Monahan has more points than Nazem Kadri this year. When was Kadri's last goal? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, looking at Dan, how long Kadri on for? And Jacob Markstrom also sucks right now. A little bit of time. So who, who can you oh, get? Okay, a, back to who, our situation. The source first. on that one though. Markstrom sucks. Jacob yeah. Markstrom is Markstrom. the source on his. Um, the photo of him at the blue line. Said, no, last he, came on, he came on said, I still got hockey right now. Oh, so to serious. answer Dan's question, Lucic comes off and sexy Reg comes off this year. And then there's still 1.9 times two for James Neal. So, eh. but <sighs> we're getting close. We're getting close to so being So we're going to get 2.2 million bucks opened up. I don't think you just want to fill that space right back up. With your free agent goal, Danny, you just signed 12 games ago, Again. 13 games ago. Yeah. Just what does that tell other free agents? How long would, at what point did Roley get here? He got at the trade deadline. He came, he How came many just games do you think he played before he started to, he played the, almost the entire season poorly. Yeah, but season. Like, so how many games in Edmonton do you think he was he was shit before until he got, shit started to take off? I think it was like right three or four games or three or four starts right before the playoffs yeah. when he started around into form. So yep. maybe <laughs> in this, we're in the vicinity of it right now. Wow. Whether there, we're a couple games over or a couple games under even, there's we're in the certain, same vicinity. There's a certain amount of, of that that I buy into, but also like the organization is doing itself no favors by rolling out all of these people to come out and tell us about how great Jack Campbell is going to be. Like, I don't know if you noticed last night during the broadcast, Gene was asking Ryan Miller, the hall of fame goaltender, what he thinks of Jack Campbell's game. Gretzky was rolled out earlier this season, half in the bag and given us his opinion on Jack Campbell and how much great. I think that's what you do in a business. Yeah, of course. But I just, it's, that's where you understand some of this anger coming out at Jack Campbell, I think is coming from. Oh, I don't think if they said nothing, and we got the That's exact true. same gameplay out of Campbell. I think we'd be upset. So, sorry, I want to follow up. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Because mine's a bit of a tangent. Yes. I was just going to say, like, for a team that consistently trades players away on low PDOs or after bad years and everybody complains about it, we are still the same fan base that is now ready to throw somebody away after 13 starts. Do the same fan base. They, they were talking shit about Connor. That the you know in the first couple of years it was like it's just it's silly. Some people wanted to send Leon down again. Yeah, that is true. Somebody <laughs> did want to want to do that. Wasn't playing very well. Throw arrows at those people. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Rolson came over to Edmonton on March eighth. Right. First start five goals against. Ouch. Second start four. Mm. Next start four, and then from that point on, he only had one other start out of fifteen ish, where he allowed more than three goals. So there you go. He dialed it right in. So never mind. But you know what? That's also with uh, with one of the greatest defensemen, at least of his time. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good defensive team. They had, right? a, they had a very good defense team. We did not have the offensive capabilities we had now, but we had the two-way game that was, it would dummy our game, our team right now. Is this time? It's time. Okay. Let's step aside. Like- let's step aside and take a break. Oh, We're going to take a quick break. ad break here. We've got a very special guest coming up on the podcast right away. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the show to a former friend. He's back for the first time in a long time. Now working at Fountain Tire. Chris, the former intern. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the studio. It's a very nice studio. First time in the office. Very nice office. It's a good thing we didn't turn the camera towards our guest. And we have four people (laughs) that are always on the show, (laughs) on camera, talking to our guest. Big Milk have the most space over here. Yeah, it's a life of luxury over here. Just shoved you guys on the couch. When was the last time you did a podcast? Uh, February 30th, 2018, probably. That, that's my guess. February, February 30th. Oh, no, it'd be uh, <laughs> only, March. Yeah, I was going to say there's only 28 and 29 days in February. So, February, oh, yeah. I, so thought, <laughs> I thought he was coming up with a fake date for a second. I was thinking end of the season. Yeah, I'm thinking I thought you'd come up with a fake date. March or April. I, I see where yeah. we're going with this. And then 2019, I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second here. Because we would have done like the exit thing on real life or something. Probably. Yeah, something like that. Well, good to have you, pal. How's things going yeah. in the tire game? It's great. Uh, what are you doing over there now? Um, people still buying those. Hey, people are still buying them. They're expensive now, but, uh, people need tires. Everyone needs tires. Especially this time of year. Never go away. Mm-hmm. You guys all have your winter tires. Always. Don't. I don't down. know you what don't? kind of tires I need. All seasons, My baby. Jeep's okay. Your Jeep will manage. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Handles the hills around here. No problem. I got, I'm laughing. I was afraid coming. I forgot about that death hill. Yeah. The hill of death for sure. It's, it's a, a little greasy. It's. Weren't you talking about rollerblading up that damn thing a bunch of years up ago? Up it. I've rollerbladed it down it. Couldn't get back up. <laughs> I had to take the stairs. You, oh, I was going to say, did you take the rollerblades off and walk up the hill? Because if I remember correctly, <laughs> we were talking about you rollerblading to work back in the day. Obviously, it wouldn't be this venue. It'd be just down the road. But still, you still deal the big hills. Because once upon a time, you used to live on Jasper Ave. Correct. You used to rollerblade here. Yep. Rollerbladed down that hill. Mm-hmm. It was sketchy. I also have a video on my phone of Chris riding his bike up the hill. And I was just crawling right behind him, honking at him the entire way. Yeah. You tried rollerblading, tried biking, um, had to do the stairs a couple times for rollerblading and the bike. Um, I had to carry that bad boy up the stairs. That's a big hill, man. Yeah, it is. It's a big like it's, it's, Not a lot of people are equipped for that. That's a big plate of food to start eating there. You get a, yep. you get a first little bit. You're like, okay, I got this. I got this. It's going to suck, but I got this. And then you get about probably not even like halfway, maybe. And you're like, I'm fairly certain I'm going to die here. You get one bite at a time. That's oh, all you can do. Dude, it's, no, I wouldn't even try. It would also be during the summer when it was 25 degrees. 
I would get here in the mornings, just Super like sweaty. covered in sweat. We yep. have a couple photos. Very nice. That. Musky. Sweat. Gross. Yeah. See, now if you did that, you could just go upstairs to one of the Airbnbs and use a shower. Mm-hmm. Yep. We can do that. Sony I don't see why not. If there's no one in there. I yeah. actually don't think we can. I'm pretty sure. And what? if you want to go downstairs, just go in the kitchen, make yourself a snack. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, home just, sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, friends. Pardon me here. Do you know where yeah. the mayo is? <laughs> yeah. I just trying to make a sandwich. Uh, we were talking before you got here, Chris. But our beloved Jack Campbell. Oh, you as, know what? He's a goalie too. I was going to say, as a goaltender yourself, what are you making of this? All right. Well, I've got empathy for him as mm-hmm. a goalie. Um, the empathy's running out a bit. You got to draw the line someplace of uh, when, how much slack you got to give him. And at this point, you got like you just got to ride Skinner and bench. Campbell and that's it. You got to, I don't know. That's my, but aren't you concerned that they tried that? Tried. Like they didn't, there was a, what, like a 12 day run where they didn't play Campbell. And then he came back. No. And and, okay. Well maybe they're you, you doing that now they're using Campbell's for back to backs, but uh, they'll probably go back to that. I mean, Campbell hasn't really done anything to prove otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, empathy is running out. Would you consider putting him on waivers to send him to Bakersfield oh. to find his game. We debated this a little while ago. Cause the risk is he goes on waivers. Somebody could claim him in theory. Eh. Will they probably not? Maybe. I want to see what he's like in front of a team with good defense. He was here. Obviously not a great defense He's in Toronto. Same situation. Not great defense. Do you know, do you remember what happened to Dubnik when he got to a team with good defense in Minnesota? Well, he actually turned it around in Arizona before that. Yeah, but he, when he finally got to a team with good defense, he was a Vesna candidate. Do you mm-hmm. think it's still on the team in front of him? I think there's... Every there's single one of those of goals last night was stoppable. Last night... Except for the steal goal. Yeah, maybe. last night's not a, not necessarily a great example, but previous to that, they're still... Yeah, they're still... They're giving up too many good chances. Stupid chances. They're shooting ourselves in the foot. What's your backup plan if he got picked up? Well, that I that was, is I that's was against, the exact I was question. against putting him on waivers because okay. I said somebody could do that. Enjoy your $5 million in cap space. Yeah. Liam, you've got something to say. No, I'm just enjoying my time between Dan and Rick. <laughs> it's very cozy on the casting couch. <laughs> yeah. Very cozy yeah. indeed. This is nice. I think we should just do this even when there's only three of us. <laughs> yeah. Use up the space. Make a show off of this couch. Uh-huh. Completely based on the coach. I've seen some videos like that before. <laughs> I think I think I once taken. Now you got hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Chris, uh, Oilers went to the Western Conference Finals. No news to you. Rough start to the season. What do you think? Just we're 24, 25 games in. I think we just have to keep treading water until we got some healthy players back. That's kind of what we're doing right now. We're playing heavy minutes on our top six top five, top four, even. And, uh, yeah, we just have to tread water. We have to, that's why Skinner has to play as good as possible for as long as possible until we can get some, we don't have a lot of options right now. You can't just go make a a trade and bring in somebody with big cap because these guys come back, you know, middle of December, then what? Then you got over the cap then you got to make some fucking moves. Also just like, I mean, I've said this a bunch of times, historically Ken Holland doesn't make trades right now. So it's going to be up to the guys in the room to figure it out. Historically, he never fires coaches, but he did that last year. Yes, he did. Maybe he's a new man teaching an old dog new tricks. Well, I think he Mm -hmm. made the firing because he was listening to our podcast. Yes, Uh of course. However, right now, we even we are indecided about making a trade. Therefore, how is he supposed to take our our advice? That's a good point. Sorry, Kenny. 
You guys don't think this is a Woodcroft issue, though. You don't no. think Ken Holland actually listens, right? <laughs> if Ken Holland can find a podcast, I would be surprised. It's a good point. Wow. There's some people. There's some people in the organization that listen. At least one person. I know this for a fact. That's Ooh. frightening. Yeah, I'll, I'll find Say hello. I know this for a fact. Ooh. Well, we can't not, fucking tell us. He's not, tell with, us. He's not with the organization <laughs> anymore. Uh, but a uh, oh, no, former, no, no. Uh, he was in uh, Steve Tambellini. Duncan Keith. <laughs> he was wearing a suit, but no, he was not uh, a player. He was wearing it while they always. Liam, he can't he's, tell he's you even if you office. guess it. Give me clues. In the upper office. <laughs> he could probably just tell us after. Yeah, just ask him after. Just pause after. it. I think most of you guys know the story. Let's pause. Oh, I know. Yeah. Probably you guys know the story anyways. You even may know the story. You, you should know the story. Me. Yeah. I know. That's fair. What is it like, like watching Oilers games now where you don't have to do this shit the next day? It's a lot more relaxing. Is it sort though? of like, isn't this like a great way to get I, the frustration off your chest? This is a great venting mechanism for sure. Yeah. But so they're scooping snow all day, like trying to get the anger out of your chest. Or like, do you guys at the found tire office, like the next day after an Oilers game, like last night where they get, I mean, it was an ugly game. Do you just guys just sit and talk about it? Yeah. The found, should record it. It's pretty much like we have our own podcast without the mics. Everyone's yeah. just, Getting the anger out. Everybody's angry right now. It's spicy out there. Tyler, thoughts? Streets are angry. The streets are Back angry. Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> well, Campbell's situation is going to be ongoing until it's not. So let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Wednesday's game against the Chicago Blackhawks. It was a win, but it was way more stressful than I thought it had to be. I'm far more annoyed by that game than I am last night's game. Why? See, I'm not even annoyed by it. They got, it was bad luck. They hit six goal posts, had a goal called back that I think was eh, debatable. I agree. Like this, that, they, they could have been up eight one at one point in that game. And then the Hawks turned it on, got a power play. Cody Cece made a blunder and you gave up a couple of late ones. Am I pissed? They didn't cover the puck line. Yeah. Can I afford rent this <laughs> month? Here. No, but at you're the end of the day, a win's now. a win. You talk about rent. Yeah, it you're is a homeowner now. Yeah, you're a homeowner now, bro. That's why I gamble even heavier. <laughs> He's got a bigger mortgage. But you can't tell me like that that almost goal where I don't know who even came in, but he came in between three guys into like this Bermuda triangle of nobody paying attention to him. Just uh, flosses a pass right to him, and Skinner luckily stopped it, kept it other otherwise retired. It's not lucky he stopped it. But sure, but it was dude. That was a bang bang play. Easily, if that goes in the net, you're not sitting there going, "Oh, Skinner." I got a variable mortgage too. So they really got to start covering some fucking puck oh, lines. For me. Oh boy. You're, yeah. I'm hurting. Come on. Boys. That cost me a lot. Uh, Dan, Liam, what do you guys think about the win against Chicago? You go ahead, Liam. No, you go. <laughs> All right. Um, the win for Chicago for me again, another slow start. Now they, they overcame it. There wasn't a goal against, which is good. Um, but but yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily as upset with that as most people were. I, I really felt like those posts were really indicative of how good that team was playing that night. And it just it just didn't go in the net every time. But that's going to happen. There was six posts in one game. That's incredible. Yeah, but those posts have nothing to do with our own end. That's, no, but what, our, that's what got me. No, but those posts show that the team is shooting and the team is shooting well. Offense and, is there. Fantastic. We've yep. always thought that. We need to fix our Were game they our the end. better team in that hockey game? Yes. Did they win? Did yes. they allow less than three goals or three goals? But or we're less? not at a time right now where we can just say, oh, we got the win. That's a good thing. It's the Blackhawks. We need to start winning with, <laughs> there you go. like, even you said but, that, even you said before that game, they need to come out and win, like, I grab said, it and win. You and said, what you say, like 6-1 or something. I think they did Regardless grab it. Regardless of the score? I think they played great. Regardless of the score, I think that That's was great. one of their best five-on-five games of the season up until the final four minutes. 
whatever the fuck it was. Another problem against both the Hawks and the Wild. The PK remains an issue. Liam, you said it last night in the B-Cast that it is one of the biggest problems this team has right now. It's probably, is it not the biggest? Like two of those goals on Campbell last night literally came from the penalty kill and we only gave up three penalties. Mm -hmm. It's just not good enough. It's not like we're giving up penalty after penalty after penalty. Some nights, obviously, but like there was three yesterday and they scored twice. It's just not good enough. Right I think they go hand in, those go hand in hand. Like you don't have a goaltender making your, your goaltender has to be your best penalty Mike, killer. Mike right? Smith was the number one goalie in terms of shorthanded save percentage in the last two years or whatever the fuck it was. Well, so if yeah. your goalie's not going to make big saves for you, your penalty kill is going to suck. If your penalty kill sucks, your goalie's going to look like shit. It's chicken egg. Well, that goes my point. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Sorry. Mike Smith is what Tyler oh, is trying to say. Cold. I would take last year's Mike Smith and this year's Stuart Skinner over what we have right now. Well, yeah, because... And I understand you really can't do that. Last year's saying. Mike Smith was the best goalie in the NHL for the last six weeks of the season. Uh, like, there was also the times where he wasn't. Yeah. And I feel like we forget that sometimes. Well, he had his lows, but he had his lows, but he, has, he also had his highs. We're getting those lows right now, but we're not getting the highs. Yeah, but we might get the highs right away from Campbell. That's fair. We cannot stop, start thinking about that, about like regretting giving up Mike Smith or like losing Mike Smith. No, I, no, I, I don't really I agree regret it. We got to stop thinking about that. Oh, we can about Miko Koskinen. Yeah, our, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Our cheesy oh, gordita crunch king. Oh, uh, shout out to Miko. Uh, Wherever he's at. That, was, that is still one of the funniest stories that's broken in the Oilers Twitterverse. Uh, Miko Koskinen this year playing with... Who's he with? Uh, HC Logano. Oh, just nasty numbers. Two four two nine two one. Good for him. Wow. But he needed only oh, really? nine and nine though. That team's Logano's got to start giving him some uh, yeah, some run, run support, support here. There, Who's not goals. scoring on that team? Arcabello, step it up. Marcabello, come on, pal. Is Arcabello on that team? I think so. Figure it out. It's like Stuart Skinner with the Oilers. That's what. Koskinen is for Lago. So Logano. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry. Their leading scorer is Marcus Granlund. And yeah, actually, Marco Bello, five goals in 23 games. He's got to get going. Hey, you got to pick that up, man. So they have three former Oilers. Uh, yeah, they least. do. Their, uh, their team's actually like pretty good, I think. Daniel Carr, Sherwood Park product. He's in their lineup. Sherwood 60% of the Oilers lineup from the 2010s. Is scattered throughout Europe and mm-hmm. China. Yeah. It's like when they play Cologne and Ryan Jones and Corey Potter were on the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Griff have a, have a fucking championship in China or something like that? Oh, he's somewhere out there. Yeah, sure. Griffin Reinhardt's Red retired, Red. I think, right? Beijing. Kunlun Red. Kunlun Red star. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Oh, who was our big defense when we took with Petrie? Or sorry. With, Bailoff. Uh, Alex Plant. No, no, Alex Plant. Yeah, that's the one. Ah. Ah. R.I.P. Anton Bailoff. Shout out to friend of the show, Sebastian Bissalion. Yeah, he was playing in, uh, where was he playing? He was like playing in like Belfast or something, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, we I talked don't to him? remember, but he was a great interview. He was a great interview. We had planned 10 minutes with him and we ended up talking like 45 minutes. Yeah. He had great stories. Uh, remember the basement studio, Chris? Yeah. You know what I miss most about the basement studio? Go ahead. The red and blue microphones. I see you guys got rid of them. Yeah, we upgraded the mics a little bit. Although we have them in a bin just outside. Really? They're still here. Held together with hockey tape, with sock tape. Yeah, we upgraded the mics a little bit. That's probably needed. Jay let us spend some money. Those are very cheap microphones from Amazon, I think. You know what else is cheap, Chris? Trip to the mountains. Mm. You go to jasper.travel. 
uh, forward slash winter, you can see all kinds of activities that you can do in Jasper right now, including getting some cheap tickets to Marmot Basin, Marmot Escape Card, in, if you will. Go get a discount. Head out to the mountains. Jay was there last week and he said it was fantastic. He said Marmot is in great shape. Go do some skiing. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you a snowblader? Uh, I do like skiing. I also am a big fan of this hat I got at Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge when I was there over the summer. Oh, that's very nice. Okay, what about the snowblading though? We didn't even zoom in on it. Um. Yeah, snowblading. Yep. I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a skateboarding. Oh. No, it's like you're skateboarding, but that's just snowboarding. snowboarding. No, no, no. It's a mini skate snowboard. Oh. You might need to fact check me on this. No, but I'm mini, pretty sure that's skis. what it is. Nobody fact check Chris on that. It's Everything he says. I swear. No, no. Snowblading. Yeah, yeah. It's mini skis according yeah. to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that'd be easier because if anyone could skate, that's the closest thing to skates. I feel very confident with my skating. Oh, buddy, so I, I like I'd be tear it up. Yeah. They're almost like large skates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jasper.travel forward slash escape. Go check it out. Go to Jasper. Spend a little time in the mountains. Maybe you take your wife out there, Chris. She'd love that. Of course she would. Mm-hmm. Take the dog. She'd love that. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be really, really nice. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of different things. Tyler, you had Frank Saravalli on your show the other day. Yes. He gave us a little bit of inside information on both a couple of players that the Oilers may have shown some interest in. Yeah. So they were in talks or they had at least internally considered the idea of going after Ryan Reeves before he was dealt for a 2025 fifth round pick from the Rangers to the Minnesota wild. We obviously saw him in the lineup last night for Minnesota. Um, they opted out of doing that. His cap hit was one issue, but also his past beef with Evander Kane. They wondered how he would fit into the room, which is interesting because those. So that's, so that's how a real GM handles that. Not like the other guy who just brings in the guy who broke your fucking best player's fucking collarbone yes. and say, hey, here's your new teammate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, you know what? You get a, a cage rage going. Vander Kane and Ryan Reeves, just let them get it out. I'd watch well, that. I wonder how Minnesota handled Ryan Reeves and Marcus Felino. Do they not like each other? They, well, uh, do you not remember when Ryan Reeves posted that picture of him punching Felino in the face around D- the ball? Dan's posted it on in Hockey corner. Fights' his Instagram yeah, a couple of times. It is seen. a fantastic yeah, I that. photo. But was there beef or was he just pun- he just posted the picture? Um, there there was. A- if someone's punching me in the face, I got a little beef. <laughs> there was apparently a little bit of <laughs> there was apparently a little bit of beef, but they quashed it at practice before his first game. With a cage rage, I can only assume it has yes. to be. Yeah. Um, but Frank also added the Oilers have kicked around the idea of claiming Wayne Simmons off of waivers. Would you do it? I think I would. What's his contract? 900K out at the end of the year. Yep. I'd do it. I'd do it. have him for free on waivers. I'd do it. Give me the Wayne train. If it means that I never have to see Devin Shore again, I'm good. And easy. Uh, In different positions. Yeah. What? I don't have the mic, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Seems unfair. Yeah. If you can't really hear Liam or Dan did, it's because they have to share a mic because Chris is here. Good one, Chris. We're happy to do it, Chris. What's wrong with Devin's score? He got an assist yesterday. So I want to bring this up because last night in the B-Cast, Liam was very passionate about Devin Shore. Just, Liam, what is your love of Devin Shore right now? It's not a love, but it's not a hate. It's just an irrelevance of what he is to this team. Like, (laughs) what does he bring? Not a lot. He works really hard. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. does. What what trouble is he causing? Very little. Exactly. He's the Zach Hyman of the four. No, I don't think that... Whoa. In, in terms of work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just compare Devin Shore's work no, ethic? No, I did. To, to the fourth line, fourth I mean. Line. Nowhere close to <laughs> hiding, obviously. I think he's the shining example of what this team lacks. 
And that is they the guy. There's too many guys in their bottom six right now who just go out there and are like, yeah, I'll go like get the puck in deep and like maybe get a wrist shot here and there. But like, I'm not gonna go hard. Are we talking about Wayne Simmons? No, uh, sure. Oh, I think Simmons would be that guy who'd go mix it up and hit and try to create some energy. Devin Shore doesn't give you energy. But Simmons has sure gave Connor McDavid energy when he was standing in the hallway. And I love him as a teammate. He'd be the perfect 13th forward. You can play him every four or five Make games. Assistant coach. So now That's you're it. not getting rid of him. You're just keeping him as a 13th. Yeah, keep him as 13th. Okay, I'm fine. Liam, are you acceptable of that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck, problem solved. What, can, going back to Wayne Simmons. Go ahead on though. this one. So with the Leafs this year, he's only played five games. He's got one assist. Anybody interested at Wayne Simmons at 900K? I think I am. Can I just say one thing quickly? Please. Last sure. season, Devin Shaw <laughs> had five goals and 11 points in 49 games. Okay. Simmons had five more points in 72 games. But I'm I'm talking intangibles here. Yeah, I think like I think the Oilers need to be tougher to play against and if you can compare the two, Liam, if you allow. Go ahead. Did, did, did they even play the same position? No. Isn't no, but like we're talking about right like now? a bottom line sure. guy. There's- You're going to get more truculence out of Wayne Simmons than you are Devin Shore. I, I think need we need to see more Wayne Simmons right now because when you say Wayne Simmons, we think like Philly. Philly Wayne Simmons. I'm not thinking that Philly. I'm I need to know that it's that he can still do what we want him to do because if he can't, then what was the point of that? I also wonder if he'd even come here. Remember when the Leafs put Spets on waivers and he came out and was like, if anyone claims me, I'm going to retire. I wonder, if Simmons, move, yeah. I wonder if Simmons wouldn't just do the same thing. And be like, no, no, I'm only playing for the Leafs. Like that's why he kept resigning there for dirt cheap. That's a sweet move. I, uh, that's a power move. Yeah. I like it. Dan, Wayne Simmons. I am not on board with the Wayne Simmons. Even though he would potentially get us fights for the Edmonton Oilers at hockeyfights.com. Yeah. I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's. Uh, might give you some swagger told, though. We're think of the clicks, the office Dan. To talk, talk about Devin Shore. Are you thinking about think the that, clicks, Dan? What's that? The, yeah, clicks. the clicks. Do it for the clicks. I don't think Wayne Simmons is fighting anymore. I I've watched I watched him with the Leafs a couple times this year just because he did get called up and I tried to hype it up from hockey fights. I just don't think he's that guy anymore. You are not that guy, pal. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's one of those things. Guy, actually, if if he was, he, he would have been on the Leafs guy. roster for more than five games. Who who is that guy now? Is it Clem Costin? No, just in general. Like, who would be a guy who still fights in the NHL that's probably could be an option, I suppose? Well, I mean, most of the guys that I'm going to list are ones that are you're never going to pry out, but I would say, like, Marcus Felino is a good example of somebody that is a, a skilled player. Tom Wilson, another he probably has a con- guy. Felino's probably got a bigger contract, too, yep. I bet, though, if yep. I just guess. For sure, I, I would say he's probably above Jesse in numbers. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Anybody else that could like play right now? I like Jaka or Jack I a lot out of uh, Montreal, but again, he's been in and out of the lineup too, though. He has been. Yeah. And you're not getting him anyways. Um, Wi-Fi. Yeah. 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 A guy that I would like to see the others look at and, and you're going to probably laugh at this because it's the opposite of Wayne Simmons, but it's Brad Malone, Cal Clutterbuck, Mm. Cal Clutterbuck out of the Islanders uh, hits. He's the leading hit. League, yeah, that's because the Islanders I know, guy loves him. But, it, but I, I would question him. Is he still the same Clutterbuck that we he's remember? Not, he's not the fighter that we remember. No, I don't but, need the fighter per but, se, but if he wants to go and hit everybody like he used to do us guy. when he was playing with fucking Minnesota. Yeah. that's and, and you saw, to me, you see that, you saw that last night with a Minnesota. Minnesota, I think, felt like 
They were not going to be able to hang with this Oilers team. And they started to hit everything that moved and the Oilers didn't like it. And they, you saw them bickering with people, but they never stood up and and said anything or did anything about it. So Wayne would do something about it. I, I don't know. He'd at least get in a scrum. I would, I could see Kyle. I would like to see a Kyle Clutterbuck come in before I'd see. That's why I like our boy, Clem Costin first goal as an Oiler last night. Fuck that guy can play, man. So let's get to that in a second. But like, it's all for standing there and staring down Revo. That's what I'm saying. Like, we need more guys that are willing to do that on this team. Chris, are you a fan of the truculence or no? Uh, yeah, I am. I like long term. I mean, we haven't seen much of him, but yeah. uh, what we've seen so far, I'm into it. For, what like, do you, depth guy, Tyler? What do you think? Where are you going with this? Look at the, like, move him up in the lineup. Yeah, man. Oh, really? Let's give him a look. Liam had the idea all initially right. on Oilers Nation every day. Shout out to Liam. Hold Shout on. out. I called him the answer. You did, did you? You're going to award him the belt. I, I give it to him right now. I can't believe he's not a chance in the top six. I think what? it's quite frankly ridiculous with the amount of injuries. What doesn't he do well? He skates hard. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to mix it up physically. Goes hard to the net. And the puck is on and off his stick quick when he has a chance to shoot. He likes ripping the pill. So put him on McDavid's line. Ooh, spicy. McDavid costing Hyman. He's demoting 29 already. I am. Well, because I don't think those two can play together. But like, how hard would Hyman and Costin forecheck on McDavid's wing? That that duo there. Come on. You're warming me up to it, pal. I I tried this a couple years ago with Jujar Kara when he was kind of. Costin's more skilled than him at his peak of offense. And I wanted it. And Gregor fought me hard. I love the idea of putting a, a low talent guy like a Costin in the sense that he's just not, you know, he's not a super skilled forward. But he's not used to playing 22 minutes. Yep. Uh, he's not used to playing against that type of defense or that type of four. Like, I guess the forwards probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. So get used to it. Cause you're the yeah, answer clean, but is Yamak used to it? And he's playing on the second. He's been playing now. a lot longer, I think. So maybe he's but Costin more, was more a first round pick. Like he's a high end skilled player. He went to, he was a captain of the Russian world junior team. Like he's done a lot before. Cam he, like, Barker was a first round pick too. Wasn't well, he? Well, that's different. There's still Cam time Barker for him to turn it around. <laughs> so yeah, this is really tilting. <laughs> Cam I Barker. I think he's good. Are you, are you willing to declare that Cam Barker is a dud? Come on, man. Well, I, don't I don't think, think it's great. Liam, he is literally wearing the C for Rouen in the second division French league. All right. Incredible. Didn't he play in the British elite league? Uh, Cam Barker. He. <laughs> uh, the British elite league? No. Yeah, that's what it's called. After his NHL Playing. career ended, he went to a KHL team and then a couple KHL teams and then the NL, which is, I think, the Swiss league. Liga and then League Magnus. Played soccer wow. in the Spanish league. That's huge. Yeah, that's mm. big. How many guys can do that? La Liga. La Liga. Since we're looking for some positives, go right now after a tough loss, the Oilers. Liam, what about the uh, SSAC boys? How cool is that? It's pretty neat to have three guys that played on the same, what is that, Bantam? Uh, yeah, they played, no, they, they played Bantam, Bantam together. Bantam trip, yeah. Hamlin was an underage on the team. That's yeah, pretty neat. It is pretty cool. I like mean, hometown team and you oh, all that's get to play together. That year weren't good. 14, 15 yeah. years old and they see each other again 10 years later. And then yeah, all cool. three of them Ish. went in the first round of the dub. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive to get three from one team two in two years span. All on to not just any NHL team, but their hometown team. Yeah. Yeah. Did Wild. we ever find out how the team did overall? Oh yeah, they won. They won everything. They won it all. Okay. They they just have. on Benson's points alone. Yeah, Benson had uh, 146 points this year. So and that's put okay. in what 12 yeah. games. He actually beat Ty Raddy for the record. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The former answer. Yeah. Mm. Those are dark. Preseason days. champ. Tyratty. There's actually five, uh, three to- former Oilers in the top five for all time points in that league for U15. Hit me. Ooh. Who you got? Benson. Yeah. Braddy was two. Can I guess? Is Mike Comrie one of them? No, he is from. I can't remember. I'll give you one clue. Please. He played on the Oilers last season, was an up and down guy. And he fought in the first game of the season. But he fought, he might have fought like Tyler Myers or someone like that. He was like, fought a big guy. And it was someone who played in Edmonton as a kid. No. I can't remember if he was from like Red Deer or Adria or something like that, but he played one season with the Oilers, was mostly in Bakersfield. He's played for the Dallas Stars. Tyler Pitlick? No. No, he's, been, he's been gone year. for a while. Yeah. Played last year. Oh, last year. Was in the Stars organization, is from Alberta. Is <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and I fought wish. a Canuck. I'm sure. Oh, Colton Sevier. Colton Sevier. Oh, oh man, I forgot well, he even existed. Fourth, third or fourth on the list. There if you, you had built that whole thing up to get a Devin Shore <laughs> fact in there, I would have walked out. Well, that would have been, been amazing. amazing. We would have just shut oh, down yeah. the podcast yeah, then and just all man. left, going for beers. You guys missed it, but he was getting bullied. The like, girls yeah. in the office had like uh, they had a sign and they had it written like enough with enough with Devin Shore or something like that. They're talking right to him. I think we should oh, just call him Devin Score. Because Kylie, who sits out there. Um, she shits on Devon Shore. <laughs> it's a whole bit. It's a it is a bit at this oh, point. They had a whole they had a whiteboard and they're flashing it in here is distracting. Liam, you stand up for your principles, my friend. Always will. Colton Sevier, three no lions, in intimidated by no, no one. one. <laughs> Where is he now? He's in the NL of Burn. So that year, two thousand and four, Red Deer Chiefs, U fifteen, forty seven goals, hundred and nine points. Devin, uh, for Colton Sevier. You really want to say Devin Shore. <laughs> he only had 28 the year before. That's unbelievable. When did he get drafted? He was drafted. Check his water bottle at that point. Um, mm-hmm. By, come on. Sevier? 10th overall by the Portland Winterhawks. Oh. A Colt star for the Texas <laughs> Stars. This is awesome. Really, wow. <laughs> We've had a Cam Barker reference and a Colton Sevier reference on the same show. And a shout out to Sebastian Basalion as well. Like, this oh, yeah, is a big, big show. and Griff. Like, we've, we've been hitting everything. This is why so many people had us and their Spotify raps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, we're going to throw back to a, uh, a segment that you'll probably remember. For our friends at Soho, check out the website Soho Yeg. Four seventy-five Molsons and half-price wings on game days. Shut up! Seriously? Yeah, man. Bang a deal. And something you're about to tell me that you can see the game on a hundred-inch screen at Soho on game days too. Hey, I was gonna, but you ruined the surprise. (laughs) You ruined the surprise. Chris, it's time for Ask the Idiots. I'm so happy this is a thing. Are you? you yeah. Remember? I love it. It's a shout out to North by North Gretz. You know what that is? Shout out to you. That was in no one's Spotify raps, unfortunately. Because <laughs> they didn't have Spotify raps back then. Yeah, Probably. Spotify didn't exist I when like I was a podcast. Getting that on LimeWire back in the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Any chance you worked on the Rhonda interview since you've been gone? No, I swear she's retired. Yeah. So I think that's out the door. First question, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you first because you are our guest. Hey boys. Oh, and also you're a ref. Are you still refing? Yeah, I am. Okay. This is perfect. Did you ref with my cousin? Yeah, I did. Yeah. He told uh, me about Sean? that. Huh? No, never mind. <laughs> His name is Josh. He's a big listener of this podcast. Oh yeah. He was this? he was the one who texted in about the Lloyd Minster out. thing. Yeah, I had two people call me out on that. Did you know the Lloyd Minster rink is in Saskatchewan, not Alberta? Yes. I did not. 
Because he's a ref. You were incorrect. You guys want to? I googled as well. Which rink was it? Uh, Centennial Civic Center Arena. I'll never forget because that burger is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just be glad they had a burger. Come to the Spruce Grove Saints game tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll be on the ice. Yeah, you're doing like AJ games. Wait, you yeah. ref in the AJ? Yeah. Well, you know, I, Liam's I'm a, a scout. I'm a lion. Scout's a, he's, he's a head scout for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Get out of here. Wait, this could get you guys in trouble. There's collusion. Yeah, there's collusion, yeah, there's collusion here. Cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> Just a 30-second bleep. Wow. Wow, they have it. Who do they play? Wow. Uh, tonight, Okotoks. Oh. It'll be a good game. Yeah, it should be a good one. Any advanced notes, Liam? On Okotoks? Yeah. They good. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're Former second. team of Dylan Holloway. They're yeah. second in the South right Just now. be quick yeah. on those off on those icings, please. Not like we saw in the NHL at the weather games a couple of games ago. Never quick have on the icings. Have you uh, done a crew game this year? I have not. Do you go to all of them? No, I've actually been to three and they've lost all three. Okay. So. Well, crew aren't I doing avoid that. too yeah. great, I think. Just streaming uh, them now. Hey, hey. Not too great? <laughs> Are they like 500? We have seven players out injured right now. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I like where that. this is going. This took an unexpected AJ turn. <laughs> All right, Chris, do you think, what do you think of the NHL looking at giving teams a penalty shot rather than a power play after an infraction? Oh, out of the box for sure. I don't like it. It's too different. I'd really have to come around instead of a penalty, instead of a two minute penalty, the two minute penalty, you get a penalty shot. I think, uh, no, don't like it. It takes away a lot of entertainment. I don't like it framed that way, but when Frank Saravalli was at the GM or executives meeting a couple months ago, the idea that was floated was, you know, when there's those really close plays where it's like, ah, could be a penalty shot, could be a penalty. Yeah. You just default to penalty shot? No, when it's close and the ref's like, ooh, that could be a penalty shot, but I'm not sure. Then the team gets the choice in that situation. Well, their oh, guidelines. The team gets the choice. Oh. Yeah, the team. So like if Connor McDavid's going in and he's hooked, and the ref is like, oop, that's a 50-50 one. Jay Woodcroft, you want the penalty shot or the power play? Oof. Woodcroft gets to pick in that situation. Let me ask you a that's question. Fun. When would you not pick the penalty shot? If it was like Devin Shore or Yessa Pugliarvi. Oh, that that's hooked. a direct shot at Liam, I feel. Or it's the it's towards the end of a game that's close and you're trying to just get those two minutes of, yeah. you want to get of the two minutes off advantage. Or maybe a power play's buzzing. An mm-hmm. average penalty, penalty shots go in, Frank said, like 25 to 30% of the time. So if your power play is above 30%, you'd be better off taking the power play. Rick? No. It's like, we don't even like the shootout. No. That's it's a team yeah. game. And we. also, I don't like the fact the ref doesn't know what to call. <laughs> Chris, like, thoughts? We, no, like, wasn't the ref, <laughs> like, and I get it in your head. You may have to be like, mm, I don't, but you got to make a fucking call. I think... The penalty shot calls are pretty consistent. Rick heard no, there's a ref I, in the room and his blood pressure's just <laughs> like... <laughs> no, no, but I mean, in, in your situation, the ref's like, oh, well, it's 50-50. Like, no, the, the ref can't see it 50-50. The ref would be like, no, it was a hook. No, it's a penalty shot. Okay, so their guidelines of the refs are following to determine if it's a penalty shot or not. Maybe I propose expanding those guidelines to maybe any, like, minor on a breakaway yeah. or something like that would be an auto penalty shot. Any minor on a breakaway or partial breakaway, the team gets a choice between a penalty shot and a penalty. I think it'd be sick. Cause a breakaway doesn't like you could take a minor penalty on a breakaway and not have it a penalty shot. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, with a minor penalty taken on a breakaway, you'd get the choice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to stick with the way we have it right now. 
I yep. hate the idea of Sorry, losing. Go ahead, Dan. I hate the idea of losing the two minute power play. Like that's the part to me. Like to me, it's a it's a physical punishment. You sit in the box for two minutes to think about what you did. Like that's parenting one oh one. Oh, I do not like, think it's parenting. I think it's one. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn. They need to learn somehow, and they need mm-hmm. to be punished for it. Like we we've gone away from uh, the NHL used to have it so that it was just a rolling two minutes. You you could score as many times as you wanted, and then they got rid of that because the Oilers took advantage of it. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, they've changed it. I still think you have to have some kind of element. Like we're not soccer. We can't just hand out cards. We have to have some kind of punishment. No, you'd be handing, well, I guess you'd be handing out a goal. But. <laughs> Liam thoughts. <laughs> well, my suggestion is similar to the sport of rugby. Does anyone watch rugby here? No. So when uh, just get, the hacker. When, <laughs> when you get a, a penalty in rugby, you get a choice of, Kicking the ball further down the field to go out. So you get a line out, you get a scrum or you can kick for like a field goal or you can do like a free play and the player on the pitch on the field gets to pick what they want to do. Put this in, in hockey terms, please. So if Connor McDavid what are your got options? slashed, yeah. are your options a penalty shot or power play? Or you shoot the puck down the ice. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> why you, yeah, you get a free line change. Yeah. Yeah. So any penalty you give the, you get the penalty shot or penalty. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far. Why not? Mm, I think that would take away too many power plays. Like Dan said, I'd like it somewhere where it's like on the close plays on the break. Well, well, most like in, in rugby, it's based off the situation. So if you're obviously far back on the field, you kick the ball as far as you can. Mm. If you're right on the goal line and ready to get a try, you take a scrum. So you pick it off your situation. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I understood I like three is- words that you said there. <laughs> All I would say is that I think if it takes away a scoring chance, then you should have that option. If it's taken away an obvious scoring chance, whether it's a breakaway or not, even if it's just, you know, a guy cutting across the middle of the ice, if they added a chance, then they should have that option. But like, if you have a power play like the Oilers 30% of the time, wouldn't you want to see that on the ice all the time yeah. over a penalty shot? I think yeah. they, I think those would be a team that probably doesn't take the penalty shot very often in this situation. <sighs> unless but it's Devin Shore. Unless it's McDavid. Connor McDavid though. Unless it's McDavid, yeah. He's then. still McDavid. Like, the penalty shot goes to the player that was offended as opposed to just giving yeah. it right? Exactly. Well, that's a different clarification too. Like if it's going to be the player that offended or you get to pick like in, in football, Liam. Uh, question number two, ask the idiots for our friends at Soho. Uh, where should Clem Costin be playing in the lineup tomorrow against the Habs? Third line. Still have him on the third line? Yeah. Was he in the third yesterday or fourth? He was on the third, I think. Liam, Clean Costin. Uh, I, I guess would probably just keep him on the third. And if things don't go too well, then I would move him up with Nugent Poyavi. Your offense has been good enough for the last couple of games. I wouldn't mess around too much. Yeah, like that. I thought the second line was pretty decent against, who did they play? Chicago. Chicago. And then went a little bit dry. So, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't think it's like too big of a deal to keep him where he is right now. Tyler, tomorrow against the Habs, where are you putting Clean Costin? Let me paint a scenario for you guys. Please grab your Saturday breath. night mm-hmm. hockey night in Canada. Five original PM six matchup. Five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> the building is just buzzing. There's Habs fans starting "Go Habs, Go" chant, and Oilers fans Olé, trying to hush Olé, it out. And Olé, Olé. you can feel the tension. Olé. And Al Stafford, the PA voice, goes starting on left wing <laughs> for your Edmonton Oilers. Number twenty-one, Clean Costin. The place would go crazy. Play him next to McDavid. To be fair, you can start and not be on the first line. 
Start him next to McDavid on the first line. <laughs> he would get a louder cheer than McDavid. <laughs> Dan, where's Clem Cosson play tomorrow against the Habs? He's playing right where he's he's been at for a while. It's fine. Tyler is what <laughs> one week removed from consistency, begging for some consistency in this lineup. Now wants everything changed tomorrow. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just. I think you just I stick can't with it for take now. ten steps in downtown Edmonton without someone coming out to me being like, Clem's got to be on the first line. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I will say to to the point that Tyler made earlier. I like the Jan Mark Nuge and Jesse combination that we saw with Chicago. And I'd like to see that continue. Leave so. it. Dry side can be on the third line. <laughs> Chris, where are you putting clean Costin? He's nowhere ready for the top six. Sorry, Tyler. I think he's good where he is. Yeah. Well, that's why you're a linesman. <laughs> that's why I'm not on this podcast, I guess. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ice cold to the guest. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think I keep, I keep him on the third pair on uh, third line for now, but you need a little boost. Smokes. Pop him up there. What do you got, Liam? Okay, no, don't do it. No, it's, it's, fake. it's fake. It's fake. Oh, it's yeah. fake. It's fake. Damn it. yeah. Drew Brees did not get struck uh, by lightning. Oh, I saw that's a whole <laughs> thing that's, today. That's not a partner of ours or anything. That's a whole thing I saw on Twitter today. Yeah. How do we know that's not real? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he just searched his name. He tweeted out, I did not get hit by lightning. Mm, still, what a weird rumor to make up. Nation Dan. There's a video. For our friends at Soho, Nation Dan, you're up next. We're past the 20-game mark, and our puck management defensive play is still abysmal. Do you have hope that it can improve with this current group? Um, I still think that there's parts of this group that need to be changed before it does truly improve. Uh, I haven't liked what I've seen out of Broberg. I don't uh, necessarily think I've enjoyed what I've seen out of the bottom six when we were all healthy. So I, I do think that the team probably needs some help still. Um, I don't know if that comes via the farm team or transaction, but I do think that the team needs help. Rick, we are at the tw- past the 20 game mark. Is there hope for defensive improvement? Yeah, we, uh, we did it last year at the drop of a hat when Woodcroft got there. I don't know why we're not doing it right now, but uh, yes, it's very much in the abilities of all these players on the team right now to play a much stronger team game in our own end. Liam has a head scout in the AJHL mm-hmm. for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. One and only. Is there hope for this team to be improved defensively? Yes. There is always hope. Bag milk. Thank you. Tyler. <laughs> I mean, like they can improve a little, <laughs> you know, this is a roster that's fairly similar to the one Jay Woodcroft had when he took over. And that group was a, one of the better five on five teams in the league. So they can improve, but I don't know about how much I think this blue line is missing a piece. They're clearly banged up right now. That's really hurting them. I, I think they can improve, but not as much as some people would probably like. Mr. Chris, the former intern, can the Oilers improve defensively with this current group? Current group. Tomorrow, no. Bring back Fogel, Yamoto. They are still missing four of their top six. Yes, Kane. Even without Kane, because Kane's long-term. Four, yeah. Well, that's fair. Bring him back. Uh, Yes, they can. Kane was skating today with his daughter. You got a fucking arm. Yeah, with his daughter. McLeod's going to be out like a couple weeks too, though, so. Yeah. Fogel, though, could be back soonish, and Yamamoto's been skating. Well, that's not with his daughter, with the team. Yeah, the scary thing was that they did not take Fogel on their trip, but they did take Yamamoto. So I was a little surprised not to see him in the lineup. Could just be a thing, though, of like Fogel's injury is a little fresher, and they're like, hey, you can chill back here. We want Yamamoto skating with the team, continuing to Yamamoto, also a big fan of Mall of America. You know this? Yeah, Yeah. probably. Love Minnesota. And he had a free trip there. Flying with a fresh injury isn't always advisable either. Yeah, unless you get a lay down in the aisle, maybe. Yeah. 
That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Where is Yamamoto from? I know. Is he Spokane. from Spokane? How far away is that from Minnesota? Very far. Not very close at all. All right, never mind. Spokane's <laughs> like that way. Vancouver, Winnipeg. So, but he's in the same country. Maybe he wants to see his family and friends. <laughs> it, it's Spokane's closer to Edmonton the same than Minnesota. Definitely the same yeah. country. That is true. Never mind. What is it like driving from London to Ireland? Same Probably time. closer than Spokane to Minnesota. <laughs> all right. I don't even know where I was. Okay. Question four. Rick, you're up first. Yep. Since it's all doom and gloom around here these days, what is one positive storyline that is completely unexpected? Oof, positive, unexpected. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say I kind of expected what he's doing right now, but I think for the most part, your answer is going to be Stuart Skinner. I like that answer. I'm going to jump in because I'm selfish. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's having a hell of a season. Keep Nugent forever. Love you, buddy. Liam? Kept Nugent forever. Uh, isn't Hyman having a career year? Isn't that sounds right? I think I was a little unsurprised. Well, surprising. I expected him to be good, but not career yeah. Uh Nine goals in 24 games, so that would be... Sure. Yeah, he's on like a 40-ish goal pace, 35, so that'd be a career. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. <laughs> you are not confident in that math whatsoever. No. Well, okay, so 24 <laughs> games into the year, that's kind of like the quarter mark, right? So times nine by four, nine, 18, 27, 36, then a little less. He's on pace for like 34 goals. Nation Dan, an unexpected storyline. That is a positive for you. I mean, (laughs) Tyler, I know you've been walking around town talking to Oiler fans. When in your time talking to them, has (laughs) one single person ever complained about number 24 to you? Who wears 24? Who do you think wears number 24? Oh, Brad Malone. Yes. Not a single complaint. The man comes in, does exactly what is asked of him, is sent down. Nobody complains. Nothing. He's a great player. He's a positive influence on this team. Brad Malone is your best story coming out of 2022 so far. Chris, you haven't worked in this company in three years, and he's still on the Brad Malone thing. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. Something's never changed. What's a positive for you this, this season, Chris? Well, going fifth sucks because you guys covered most of all, <laughs> except for Brad Malone. I was I want to jump on the Hyman train because going like continuing his momentum from last year, especially with a newish team, is not easy to do. And mm-hmm. he's doing he's exceeding those expectations, so he's really doing well. But you really want to say it's Brad Malone? Yeah, that, I had that in the back of my mind, but yeah, I left that to you though. Yeah, hey, well, hey, I appreciate it. It's a layup, you know. Last question for Asi. I didn't get to go. Oh, sorry, Tyler. I thought you, I was just didn't busy doing Skinner. the math. Oh, he says Skinner. Skinner. Um, I actually have a unique one. We like there's been a lot of talks here that Bouchard has struggled, right? Barry's had some bad games. Kulak's fallen down. Nurse has been below average, but no complaints about Cody Cece. Oh. For the second straight season, Cody Cece has looked like perhaps the most dependable Oilers defenseman. And I ripped that signing when they did it. And thank also, God they did it. It's a great deal. The fact that he's doing it, despite the fact that you've abandoned him as your hunk on the team for Ryan Murray because of a tan. Very impressive. Yeah, I've always been kind of flaky. Chris, I will start with you this time. Is our last question for Soho for Ask the Idiots. Why do you think goalies seem to find their game when they leave? When they leave? Edmonton. Dubnik. Oh. Uh, well, uh, easy answer is the pressure. Like it's a, it's a, you've got a fresh life when you're starting a new city after going through what you did in Edmonton. Yep. I'll buy that. Tyler. It's just a coincidence. 
Oh. I'm, I'm actually not even be. that kidding no about idea. that. There's I think it's defensive it is. structure in front of them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of it, that too. Like, look at the defenseman. Like, who was Dubnik's best defenseman? Schultz? Petrie. Grebishkov. <laughs> Sebastian Pisaliano. <laughs> which time, though? 3.2, though. Yeah, which time was he here? Who was his blue line? It wasn't great. Cam Barker was here. Pretty much named them all. Tom Gilbert. Yeah, Tommy G. Nick Schultz. Oh, old Maltzy. I will tell you. So the last year that Devin Dubnik played here was 2013-14. So let me run through a couple. It's not even just the D-men. Look at the forwards. We are very top-end-ish and not that mid-90s guys that we had. How dare you disrespect Roman Horik like that? So the defense was, Liam, Brad Hunt, Yikes. Dennis Grebishkov, Mark Frazier, Hello. Laddie Schmid, hey. Taylor Fadoon, Sexy Oscar Kleffbaum, Nick Schultz, Corey Potter, Martin Marinson, Anton Bailov, Philip Larson. Man, I forgot some of these names even existed. Jeff Petrie, Andrew Ferentz, and Justin Schultz. Find so me a goaltender in the fucking league that would have looked good front behind that. that so well, bad. and there's something to be said for, for what Rick's saying, too, because if you think back to Cam Talbot, Cam Talbot had Oscar Clefbaum and Darnell Nurse in front of him. You got the last goalie before that that was really good in Edmonton would be Dwayne Rolison. But with Talbot, Paul too, really you had better... Uh, middle six, bottom six forwards. Yeah, too. well, that's because have, because you had Nurse and Clefbaum up top. You had Larson that was slid no, down. No, no, bottom six forwards. Like, oh, yeah, yes, like, yeah, like, you know, you just had defensive guys. Yeah, yeah better cool, two way yeah. players that, than, than we have right now. So I, I just, like, I think that that's not, it's not completely wrong, but I also would just say that there's just a certain element of Edmonton is just, we've always been looking for defensive help. And we send these guys out and we still are looking for defensive help. So I, yeah, I just think that that's the real main issue is that we just don't have top flight defensive help. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember where we're at. Liam, why do goalies improve when they leave? I I don't know if there's anything else to really cover on it. I guess to Dan's point of, we always need defensive help. I said this on all nation every day today, the last three trade deadlines, Ken Holland has acquired the defenseman for this team. So it's literally been a fall of this team for at least three years under Holland. So I would fully expect it to be four years in a row when trade deadline comes around this year too. Rick, you buy any of this? That goal is improving the leave? Yeah, like, yes and no. Like, they just have better teams in front of them. Who who are the goalies that have improved when they left? Dubnik? Some people would say Talbot, even though he had his best season, best season here. here. I think he just kind of stayed good. Yeah, he just had a bad year in Edmonton yeah, yeah, that yeah, they traded him. Toad, yeah. Um, I, I don't. Know. We've after gone through that, so many that, goalies. After that, our goalie talent yeah. has been yeah, like right there with our defensive talent. Yeah. Scrivens, fast, like they weren't but, better. Brzezgalov. Those names that you're listing are not names that we developed either. Like it's not like we're talking. Like Dubnik is a guy and, that we brought up through our organization. Yeah, and and a lot of people too love to use this as like, ah, oh, Dustin Schwartz, what a shitty goalie coach. But like Stuart Skinner's drafted and developed by this team, and he's looking really good. Like, you know. I, I don't know. I think sometimes it's goaltending is very hard to get right. Look at the Philadelphia Flyers. Before they got Carter Hart, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to solve their goaltending, signing different guys to big deals, and it never worked. We should have got caught a hop. Was he a third round pick? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you guess that, so yeah, was Skinner. Was, so was Skinner, though, I guess, yep. to be fair. Kaprizov was, was, was a fifth, fifth. round pick. I heard I that know. like three times. Where, was, where did McDavid go? I don't know. First I'll overall, I think. Sixth or seventh, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. To Toronto. I was I very remember. drunk that night. Could have gone anywhere. Because he hates Toronto. <laughs> remember that draft party? McDavid? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Whew. 
That was a rough one. Uh, barely remember it. There you go. For our friends at Soho, check them out on the web at Soho Yeg. Or if you're on Jasperov, go grab some pizza. It's delicious. It's gigantic. Bring an appetite. Right, Tyler? Uh, yeah, very large. Very big. Very delicious. Uh-huh. Time to end off the podcast with another round of hot and cold performers. For our friends at Canada Snowboard, the FIS, a big air world cup coming to Commonwealth stadium on December 10th. That is in a week and change. Whoa. Tyler, it's date night almost. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll stop at Soho on our way. That's Delicious. me slurping up pizza. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to Toyota and Explore Edmonton for bringing this event to the city. Go get tickets at ticketmaster.ca. So you slurping up that muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody eat a muffin with a fork before. It was a spoon, wasn't it? No, it was a fork. I'm ah, like, weird. It's, yeah, uh, that's where we draw yeah, the line. Like, mm-hmm. Is it that unusual? Yep. Have you ever eaten a muffin with a fork before? I actually have, so yeah, they, not passing know. any judgment. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a crumbly muffin and you gotta yeah. need some help. Yep. Anyone else? What? No. Are you here for? I feel like it was you guys difficult. Are on the same side all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. It's you think it was crusty? It's kind of hard to like pull the fucking wrapper off. Crumbly. I get it. I get it. We always it's start off. Do you know how hot and cold performers works? No. We'll give all you a right, first go. Guess though. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> pretty straightforward. <laughs> We're gonna start off with Dan, for our friends at Canada Snowboard. Your cold performer of the week. Uh, my cold performer of the week is going to go to uh, one Jack Edwards of the Boston Nesson broadcast who took a full 30 seconds to a minute to just lay into Patrick Maroon and his weight issues apparently that he has. Uh, Patrick Maroon sits at a nice clean 234 pounds. George Rock played hockey at 240. I dare Jack Edwards to say anything to George Rock about his playing weight. It's nonsense. Jack, just save it for the back room. Shut up about it on television. You're an idiot. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. I also want to point out the people who are like defending him being like, oh, well, he ended it with a compliment yeah. saying he's this cup. Can you imagine if he just went up to someone and we're oh. like, just roasted him for a minute. And we're like, sure. I good at your job. And but again, I like your hat. And, it's, yeah, I like- <laughs> it, and it's just, it's what Patrick Maroon said afterwards. It doesn't really matter to Patrick and he's got thick skin for that stuff. Yeah. It's the millions of people that possibly heard Jack saying that stupid shit and have caught that casually, myself included, have heard those things said about you and it's annoying. You don't need to hear it. Jack, get off television if you want to talk like that. It's just so like out of place too. Yeah. It's just so random and just weird. He yeah. wasn't on the ice. It's so weird. <laughs> no, really? He wasn't on the ice at the time. That makes it even more odd. Because I, I watched In, the clip and I'm just yeah, sitting there listening sure to him. on the ice. I'm just sitting there listening to him to him like, fucking hell. Pat Maroon taking shrapnel for no reason here. He's been thinking about that one for a while. Jack It was like in his game notes. He was like, all right. Has he said anything? Has he commented on it? No, because he's just an idiot. Jack Edwards thinks he he did nothing wrong. He just fires his shit out there and just leaves it. And he's got got a lot of people around him in the Bruins broadcast, the Bruins fandom that do support him too. Tyler, you know, you mentioned it, that people just defended it because it's like, well, that's just what buddies say to each other. I don't even like his call. He sounds like he's lifting a house every time. Well, that's that's another, that's another part of the debate for sure. Liam, your Canada snowboard cold performer of the week. I'm going to give this one to myself. Ooh. I've had the way tough, you eat a muffin? I've had a tough week with food this week. So I ordered my, I mentioned this before, I've had this since Tuesday and this is why. So on Tuesday, I ordered myself a Panago pizza on the way home. Flavor? From here. Well, that's the point, Rick. Oh, the flavor. Oh, here we go. So I went to order myself. <laughs> <laughs> now this is going to make me sound a little stupid. A pepperoni <laughs> deluxe. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that must mean like extra pepperoni. Oh, that's uh, green peppers. Well, little that's did everything. I know when I got home, I had a little extra crunch on my pizza. Covered in peppers, <laughs> mushrooms. Oh, I think yeah. there was a couple of olives on there. And I just sadly ate my way through the pizza. I'm not even done. There is more, there's more days to this tale. Go Did ahead. You try Tyler. picking the toppings off? No, I there was too much. <laughs> there was too much. Well, hang on, this continues? Well, this goes into yesterday a little bit too. Do you yeah, have go- something? So season opening party. Four years ago at the Pine, my first party at Oilers Nation. I went with my brother-in-law and we're on our way home. It is like two in the morning. We're like, yeah, we're going to order a pizza. So he calls Pan. I go, I would like to order a pepperoni. Do you want the deluxe one? Yep, I do. Get it to the house. We sit down at my brother-in-law's house to eat this pizza two in the morning and it's covered in all that shit. Me and him are both like, this sucks. He yep. calls the Panago hotline at like two in the morning and complained. <laughs> and the guy on the other side of the line was like, yeah, man, I agree with you. This is really dumb. Like we shouldn't label it that way. People get confused. All Great the time. story. Do you, do you got- I just, it's incredible that both you and Tyler are bonding over the yeah. addition of veggies being a huge, get that shit out of here. Huge Terrible issue. veggies. Brother. Amazing. Yeah. It's just not what I wanted. Continue. So yesterday, <laughs> I I was on my way home from the rink, mm-hmm. and so I I had had I had, had Swiss chalet earlier that day. Oh, well, that's I've your never first had mistake. Swiss chalet before. Oh, that's your first and mistake. I went to dip into the gravy. Oh, this sauce oh, is terrible. Oh, horrendous. Awful. horrendous, absolutely horrendous. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little peckish still. So I had to get gas. So I stop at I stop at Circle K. I was like, okay, I'll go get some Sour Patch Kids. And whilst I was in there, I was like, I'll get a hot dog. <laughs> so I at the gas station. I'm only a couple minutes away from home, but I was I was hungry. I didn't want to cook. So I get this hot dog. And then I put it on the thing and I saw that there was the the do you know they have the the fake cheese? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I pushed the button and the machine just went. <laughs> fucking everywhere <laughs> absolutely everywhere entire hot dog all my hand covered in fake cheese so i had to like clean myself off in the max store <laughs> it's just been a it's been a tough week <laughs> that's the whole story. that was it haven't we all been there though like the real part, i think that cheese is pretty good i love it i don't love it that much did you like try and like just like spread it amongst the hot dog oh too? did you lick the hand it was too far gone why? I just kind of lucked to myself. Why did you add in the part about Swiss Chalet? Because I was still hungry. Because the, <laughs> the sauce is terrible. There's, it's just it's There's such a, a garbage food. So it's some dry chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At my old job, I used to work at like a corporate thing and we used to always have like team lunches and all the time they would order Swiss Chalet and I would just rage because it's such a garbage gravy. Yeah. It's just brown water sauce and nobody it's needs terrible. to eat it ever. I didn't go to Swiss Chalet for years, obviously because I only went yesterday because of the way the signage was outside. It was really <laughs> they used to have this weird like, uh, mural on the side of the building short park and it just threw me off forever. Yeah. We gotta keep paid. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're at an hour, 10 minutes. Let's, let's roll. Also, Liam needs a food podcast. What the hell is going on? Uh, Rick, your Canada snowboard cold form of the week. Mine's not as funny, but I'm just going to give it to our damn power or penalty kill. Yep. Oh, get cold. Tyler. The beat cast. Ooh. <laughs> Tyler's canceling the beat cast. Question. I saw. Wait, I'm sorry. 
Are I you know. disappointed as I am? Keep doing <laughs> it. Keep doing it then. I'm disappointed because I know how much it means to you, and I think anyone to you're full of shit. Not only, not only no, I you hate it, but you know we not only does I not only does it mean a lot to me. Tyler's my guy. He's the one that's killing it. Just hurts, you know. Were you there for the one in the hotel room? Yeah, he was there with the one in the hotel room. I think I was in that one. Yeah, that was the murder scene with uh, Evan, the former intern. Saw him the other day. Uh, Chris. Uh, your Canada snowboard cold performance of the week. Just so you know, Liam took all of your time, so you have eight seconds. I'm going to be real quick. Um, just Pooley Arvey just hasn't been doing it for me this week or the season. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. My cold performer of the week is Kylie for her horrible takes on Arby's. Pour it on! Oops, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's end off the podcast with some positives. <laughs> Kylie just heard that she was the cold performer of the week. Uh, Chris, your hot performer of the week. Uh, it's going to be to me. I'm going to take this one. Um, I got a, a four hundred dollar uh, red light ticket like Ooh, three years ago, pre pandemic. Went to court today because I'm like, got to give it a shot. Is that and why you're they- here? Yeah, <laughs> they nice. threw out the whole thing. So it was a, today's oh, a big for win you. for me. Yeah, it's a hell of a win. I waited, waited three years for that. He's a hot guy. Tyler. Speaking of hot guys, this guy makes cold nights brighter. He brings up my mood whenever I'm feeling down. My hot performer is Clean Coston. Feeling hot, hot, hot. No idea where we were going. Feeling I didn't know where I was going either. Looking around my room, I thought it was going to be one of us. Uh, you fit that Rick, description too, Liam Doran. Your Canada snowboard hot performer of the week. I think it's pretty obvious if we're doing a week. It's Mr. Evan Bouchard who broke through in, against the Rangers, and the man's on fire now. It's getting hot in here. So- Liam. My hot performer of the week goes to certainly not Mr. Swiss Chalet. He's definitely not Swiss Chalet. I'll, uh, I'll just say, I'll just say the Oilers for getting back on track and getting three wins in a row. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Fuck Nation Dan, your Canada snowboard hot performer of the week. Uh, well, you mentioned it, Rick, uh, the comeback against the Rangers. It's been a full week since we were able to do this. And so I just want to say thank you again. It's going to go out to all the people that came out for Brunch for Ben. We were able to raise $3,800 uh, for a foundation of the Stelter's Choice. And we will be doing that soon. And uh, yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful time getting together with Euler fans and a family funny, family fun brunch party. Thank you to Soho for everything that they did and all the partners that helped out with the swag and prizing. And uh, again, thank you to Ben for everything he did for this city and, and everything he's going to continue to do in this city with his legacy. Put some respect on my name. Uh, just to wrap it up, my Canada snowboard hot performer of the week is Leon Dreisaitl. The guy's on a heater right now. He's got four goals or he's got goals in four straight games and just makes me happy. Big hair. Don't care. Leon Dreisaitl, you look great, buddy. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. Also, a secondary hot performer of the week to James Hamblin, NHL debut. When do we start calling him Jimmy Hamblin? Jimmy Hams. Jimmy Hams. After at least a goal. Okay. I say tomorrow. Once he scores, it's officially the Jimmy Hams era. I like that. I like that. There you go. 
for our friends at DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Tourism Jasper, Soho, and Canada's Snowboard. This is episode 965,000 of Boilers Nation Radio. Thank you for being here. Have a great weekend, everybody. 245. Shout out Evan Hukawanek. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.